0: Coming up next, my next guest says, it's a calling, not a career. You're gonna meet John Lloyd, the wealth planner, next. Well, I'm a storyteller and I've always thought that I have a calling instead of a career. I did it for 25 years, as you just saw in TV news, and now I'm telling it through my own company. I met a a kindred spirit just now, uh, John Lloyd. He's the wealth planner, and he, he also has a calling instead of a career. Welcome to the show. Hey, thank you, Jeff. Good to see you again. Thank you. Uh, in fact, John says he got my book from some 20 plus years ago. Is <laughs> I don't know if it's that long ago, but it was
1: it was a while back. Yeah,
0: still have it for sure. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. Great book. So thank you. So uh, John, take us back to the beginning. Have you always been interested in finances?
1: Uh, yeah. So I've actually been doing this for uh, over two decades. And so I'm, I'm thinking about making it a career, Jeff. Um, <laughs> but it really kind of started a long time ago. So I was probably uh, my parents were blue collar workers um i was the first generation college student and my parents would watch the news every single night and their you know reporter on there would say uh the dow was up or the dow is down i would hear that over and over again and i finally asked my dad who i thought at the time i thought my dad was all knowing and he could like truly fix literally anything out there and i asked my dad what does that mean and i remember he tried to formulate an answer but i could tell like all right he was really just kind of winging it uh, somewhat And so I just really kind of took it upon my own and just went to the library and I just started doing some research on, yeah, what is the Dow Jones? What does that mean? What is the S&P 500? And it just kind of branched off from there. And I just started studying more, you know, sort of finance topics. And in fact, I think it was for my, my, my 13th birthday, I asked my parents for it. Like, I'm not joking. I asked for a money management newsletter. That's what I wanted <laughs> for my birthday. Like, not, you know, I'm trying to think what teenage t- boys like now, but, um, I just, I literally asked for a money management newsletter and this is back in the day before the days of the internet. I couldn't just find that, really? you know, on just at, easy at my fingertips. And so this is where they literally, you know, had to put a, literally put a stamp on something and mail it to me. And I think I got that quarterly and then it's, you know, I just kind of, uh, just kind of sort of kept going from there. And then I, uh started a little lawn care service when I was in high school and college, and that really kind of got my sort of business juices flowing, if you will. And so I really thought I would, I would major in business and was kind of leaning towards finance just because sort of the background there. And I remember one day I was, in, uh, I was at a bank in Temple, Texas, where I was making deposits at, and I walked into the bank and they had a rate board. And so it was, you know, some banks will still have that to this day. <clears throat> And it'll maybe say, you know, one year one year CD at 2% and three year CDs at 3% or whatever like that. And checking account, savings account, money market account and all these different rates and so forth there. And so I had the, the savings account, you know, I guess, and it was paying, let's say 2%. And then there was a money market account that was paying 3%. And so I asked the teller and again my financial knowledge was still relatively low at the time um, but I do know that 3% is a lot better than 2%, <laughs> right? I could figure that out for you for sure. And so I asked the teller her I said, "Well, okay, what's the difference between, you know, like what's the difference between these two accounts here?" And she said, "Well, the, the, the money market account the one's paying the high rate, you have to have a certain minimum balance in there." And I had had that minimum balance and had it was maybe I mean I don't recall exactly, but let's say it was $500. Yeah. And I had had that in there And I think the other caveat was you can't write more than three checks or something like that per month. And I I was writing zero checks on that account. So that wasn't an issue. And so I'm just basically saying, so, okay, like with this account I can get 3% right now I'm getting 2%, but there's like no additional risk or anything like that. And she said, no. And so then she finally asked me, well, do you want me to, you know, change it over to that account? And I was like, uh, yes, of course I do. I I would rather get a 50% increase in my interest rate, no doubt. And so I remember walking out of there just, kind of thinking, you know, I want to be on the side of the table that's really helping people and like showing them that, hey, there's a, you know, there's a way that you can maybe kind of increase your, your earnings or your investment returns, maybe with literally no additional risk whatsoever, or maybe with slightly additional risk. Um, and that's what, you know, kind of set me off there. And so I studied finance in college and, uh, the
0: rest is history. Okay. First career in financial services. Where sure. was it? Where yeah. was it?
1: Uh, so I started off, well, actually, so uh, I, w- I went to a Dean Witter office in Temple, Texas, uh, which is now Morgan Stanley. But I went to them, and I think I was 16, and tried to open up an investment account then. And again, my parents, they were, they were not investors uh, until I got into the business. They are clients now. Yeah, good. Um, but they, uh, th- they basically said, you're too young. You have to be 18 to open up an <laughs> investment account. So I was like, darn it. And uh, so I literally just waited. And then uh, when I was, I guess, yeah, 18 or so, I went back uh, ended up opening up an investment account through them and then ultimately had a, an internship with them while I was in college. Nice. And so, uh, yeah, it's kind of an interesting story. It's, you know, like Benjamin Franklin said, the thing to try with all us fails is again. And so uh, I'd asked them for an internship and, uh, they said, no, we don't really need anybody. And I said, look, I'll work for free. I will work for free. And they still said, no, we really don't need you. And so I thought, oh, gosh, this is kind of disappointing. Um, and then so I went back, went back the next summer, though, and also kind of pleaded with them, like, hey, I'd really love to work here. I really want to be in the business. And so I uh, told them I'd work for free. And in that case, they said, all right, you know, and they actually hired and, uh, and, and paid me some. So it was nice.
0: Now, you told me before the show, one of the scariest things you ever did was go out on your own. Yes, and that's what correct. What year was that?
1: Yeah, so it's, uh, not, I, don't really, I know the date, Jeff, but not just the year. It was June 24th, 2004, uh, and, you know, Jeff and I were talking earlier, and I was telling him that it was, was going to be either one of the best decisions I've ever made or one of the dumbest decisions I've ever made, and it, it turned out to be a great decision. But yes. very, very scary, no doubt. Uh, I kind of branched off on my own and started my own company called the wealth planner.
0: And that's 2004. And if I remember right, the, we're still kind of like slowly clawing our way out of, um, com bust. Sure, right. Right. So it was a difficult time for you to start out. I, I, I yeah, know.
1: so it was interesting. And you know, the, the fortunate thing is just because of my, my sort of background and just the research that I'd already done, I was in being an investor myself, I, I was already familiar with sort of the ebbs and flows of the market. Um, but it was uh, it was great experience because I started in the 90s in which everything was going like this and then we had 2000 2001 2002 which those three years were negative for the stock market and so we kind of went like this and then went like this and went like this and so forth and so it was really a you know in a in a twisted way it was really kind of a good time to, to be in the business and a lot of financial advisors out there just don't have a lot of experience and they've only seen some of these markets whatever like that. So and it's I, important yeah, to have a no,
0: I, I, I love it that you've, uh, you're, you're seasoned enough that you've seen a lot of ups and downs and can advise your for clients sure. appropriately. Right. We're going to pull up your website. Um, again, it's thewealthplanner.com. And uh, I'm impressed with, uh, as we scroll down your website, just um, your integrity. I mean, it, it screams out from the pages of your website that you're, you're not in this to, to uh, sure, you want to make a living, but you're not in this for yourself.
1: Right. Yeah. It's uh, you know. I'll never forget. This was many years ago, but I was at an industry meeting, and they, uh, the speaker, uh, the presenter, went around and asked everybody. Said, "Hey, let's stand up and, and tell why you were in the business." And I couldn't believe it. I was so amazed, and even kind of uh, just sort of irks me to this day. But when they went around and said, "Okay, why are you in the business?" It was probably i mean maybe jeff i don't know 25 percent maybe 30 percent of people that said oh the reason i'm in the business is to make money and again I, I, the very first person that said that i just I couldn't believe it i'm like did i really just hear that right and then a three or four more people went and then another person stands up and says hey i'm here to make money and then three or four more people another person stands up and says hey i'm you know the reason i'm in the business is to make money I thought that was crazy, you know. I really feel for right. for their clients uh but you know I started in this business, you know, over 2 decades ago to help people and that's never changed. I, I like
0: that. I mean, I, I'm, I'm a fan of the movie Wall Street, but they have this character Gordon Gecko, and you remember his famous <laughs> "greed is good," sure, yeah. right? But um, greed only takes you so far. I Absolutely, mean, you have to have a little bit of greed to be successful, but you can't be all consumed with it. Yeah.
1: Well, and it's the eight old, You know, I know you've heard this, Jeff, but it's you know the you know the clients or people don't care how much you know until you know how much they care.
0: Yeah, that's beautiful. You also have an amazing family. We're going to pull up uh, your bio page because look at that. It looks like a Hallmark card. It looks <laughs> That looks like the picture that that's comes in the picture. <laughs> it looks like the picture that's in the picture frame when you buy it. So <laughs> uh, tell us more about your beautiful family.
1: Yeah. So I have uh, two beautiful, uh, expensive daughters and a beautiful <laughs> wife as well. And so, uh, Celia, she's actually now 14, uh, and Sarah's 10. Um, and so, yeah, but we, uh, stay very active with them for sure. And they, uh, coach their volleyball teams, and uh, they play a lot of volleyball, and we're a pretty it's active family for sure.
0: Have you started to teach them financial literacy? For today? sure. Yeah. Uh,
1: so get this, Jeff. It's it's interesting because a lot of people will say uh, two things when it comes to like saving and investing. They'll say number one, I wish I would have started sooner, and number two, they say I wish I would have started. I wish I would have put more money in. So me, I started uh, uh, investing literally as a teenager. And, you know, I think too, gosh, I wish I would have started at 15 or 14 or something like that, or maybe 12. Well, both of my kids started a Roth IRA at age five. Wow. Um, so they've been, you know, technically investing since they were age five and, you know, I sometimes joke my kids and I almost really, uh, I would almost like this is that, you know, when they're maybe in their twenties or something like that, or maybe my age and they look back and say, gosh, I really would, I sh- wish I would have started sooner also. <laughs> I wish I would have started at three <laughs> instead of age five or something like that.
0: Tell me about a, a, an ideal client for you. What does this person look like?
1: Yeah, great question. Um, so there's really kind of, I'd say sort of three sort of typical clients that I, that mm-hmm. I work, work with. And so. Number one is just high-income professionals. Uh, number two is what I call sort of windfall winners or sort of sudden wealth winners, whether sure. they won a lottery or maybe they just received a big inheritance or something like that. And then uh, the last thing is just sort of pre-re- pre-retirees or retirees. That's kind of yeah. typically the folks that I work with. And you know, I share this with, with people though, and um you know if you're like wait hey i'm I'm outside of that box i'm not one of those or like that i'll meet with anybody about their financial situation i'm very happy to do that um and you know give them some pointers and tips and just maybe to where you know perhaps we can't bring them on as a client necessarily sure
0: well one of the things i i really like about you is that there are so many people in every industry that are out for themselves and it's clear you can kind of smell it from a mile away but uh, you don't get to be as successful as you are by padding your own pocketbook. For You've sure. got to work in the best interest of your client. So pretty soon you're meeting their your brother, sister, uncle, aunt, Absolutely. son, daughter, yeah. right?
1: Yeah. And in fact, it's interesting, Jeff, because when I, when I started out, the company I started with, um, they uh, the way they kind of trained us to, to, build up business was we would literally go and, and we would knock on doors to meet total strangers. And that's a very, uh, good insight into human behavior, Jeff. I'll just sure say is. that. And so, uh, you get some interesting experiences there. But when I, uh, after I started my own business in 2004, uh, I've pretty much never really marketed. Um, I don't prospect, I don't cold call, I don't knock on any doors. Uh, I just service the heck out of my existing clients. Mm. And then basically, I mean, uh, you know, well over 90% of my new clients come from uh, come from referrals. referrals.
0: That's beautiful. Okay, we're almost out of time.
1: Final thoughts. Uh, final thoughts is, um, gosh, I don't know, man. You, you stumped me on the nice last <laughs> question here, Jeff. But I think I would just say this is that, uh, you know, I am a certified financial planner, and I, I do a lot of workshops, and I teach a, a review class three times a year. I have a pretty extensive tax background. I'm a registered tax return pr- uh, preparer. Have the irs enrolled agent designation and most financial advisors have close to zero tax knowledge and i mean literally close to zero and that's typically for two reasons one they just don't like taxes mm-hmm. and so they just say well i'll just let my cpa do that or something like that um, or then the other thing is that their firm because of like so, so legal liability they really don't want them talking about taxes and one of the firms i worked with out of college that's kind of how they were like you know don't talk about tax don't even say the word tax definitely don't give tax advice because they just don't want to be liable for some of those things, but you know, uh, very shortly into the business, you realize that pretty much every financial component or every financial decision has a tax component at some point, whether it's immediate or somewhere down the road. And so, it's important to you know to hire a fo- you, know, you know I would say definitely a hire a person that is a certified financial planner, but then also somebody with uh, with a pretty solid tax background as well. Outstanding.
0: Uh, John Lloyd, we're going to leave everyone with the website, which is thewealthplanner.com. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Absolutely. Thank you, Jeff. That's it for now. We'll see you next time.